If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1-800-GAMBLER today and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I am your host, Patty Parlays, and joining me as always, the tan man himself, the voice of God, Diz. Diz, welcome in, buddy. Thank you, Patty. I am absolutely juiced to be back on the pod. We had a little bit of a hiatus there. I want to congratulate you on becoming a father. That is uh, a big reason why we took a couple weeks off there so congrats to you and uh i glad glad the boys are back my my drive my drive home from work has kind of sucked lately so i'm glad we're back together absolutely absolutely and joining us as always rocking the fantastic san diego padres jersey tyler tyler welcome in thank you pat good to be back uh i see you getting mauled by a couple dogs there Yes, sir. Uh, this wasn't anticipated. They were chill <laughs> up until this point. Yeah. It's a game. Congrats on the birth of your child. Big news. Thank you. See you next time. Father Pat is officially here. Uh, better gambler. Uh, it's still a little too early to be seen, but uh, hopefully we can uh, get some of that going uh, here today. So, all right, gentlemen. We have four possible topics here, four possible sports that we need to talk about. We've been gone for a month and a half due to the birth of my child, and so we have some catching up to do. Where do we want to start? I think we let the host start, or the host do his thing and lead us through. <laughs> let, let the host host? Oh, man. Yeah, what, I like that. They, uh... <laughs> All right, call him the host, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, let's start with the NBA. Um, So I'm sure Tyler noticed this. I don't even know if Diz knows this, but uh, did you guys see the news on Chet Holmgren? Yeah, I did. That's like the one thing that everyone was worried about, right? He's so small, skinny. Like, you know, would he be able to handle it with the big dogs? He, He played one game against LeBron. And he was defending LeBron, and LeBron just bodied him, and essentially now he's out for the rest of the season. I, I mean, but like, oh, sorry, Diz, you go ahead. Oh, you're good. From what I know, I'm, I'm not an NBA expert, but from what I've heard, and I, I, I could see this being a good thing for the Thunder because if they have another shit year, they get another lottery pick, top five pick. Um, they're probably ready to attack. Yeah. And also, Chet's got to gain a lot of weight. And rumor has it the injury that he has is typically a four- to six-month injury period. So saying he's out for the entire year in August when the season ends in May, um, that's, a little, that's a little surprising to me. So I wouldn't be surprised if you know he could go the second half of the season. They're just choosing not to play him. And they get a better draft pick, and then Chet all of a sudden is 20 pounds heavier, and they get another lottery pick. That that was kind of my thought as well, Diz. That was the one kind of, like, bright side I was looking for. I was like, oh, great, you know, maybe now the Thunder are in for another 
terrible year where they're going to get a great draft pick, and then they basically have back-to-back years of great draft picks. They're going to have two young studs that are coming in with the rest of their guys who are already pretty young and, uh, you know, make it, make it, maybe make a run at this thing. Tyler, do you have anything Uh, to add on chat? Yeah. What kind of scares me though, is as everyone has said, kind of needs to gain some weight. Right. And was this, this is a foot injury, isn't it? Correct. Which is normally something that the heavier big men get. So I'm not really sure how well that bodes for him, adding more weight on top of that. If his little skinny frame already can't handle it with his feet, kind of scary for the future. But Unless guess, LeBron you know. landed on his foot and LeBron was the reason he broke his foot. I thought it was like a ligament tear, not a break, wasn't it? Uh, to be honest, I'm not entirely sure what it was, but I know it was a Liz Frank injury. Um oh. Whatever that That's means. tough. Either way, <laughs> that's tough for him. Yeah, but uh, hopefully Chet gets better soon. I think he'll fully recover from that. But uh, it certainly makes the uh, Thunder an interesting pick, especially early on in the year. Is there is there yeah. any is there any thought on like the pro am basketball to begin with? Uh, I mean, imagine I, 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 it's I. There's a lot of attention on Chet. He's a rookie, whatever. But like, guess what? The Thunder suck. The kid's 19 years old. What if, like, LeBron goes down? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the Pro-Am, like, is there is there a benefit of the Pro-Am? I actually agree 100% with you, Diz. I don't like it. I think it's a bad idea. They're basically paying, like, is paying it, what, like, pick is, up basketball games? Is it televised? Like, can we can we watch it? Is it is it just for the players to stay loose? I don't know. Like, I mean, it's LeBron is social media. I don't know if you saw, was it Dewante Murray, like, clowning on kids and – like is LeBron playing against like scrubs, D two college yeah. players? Like, what's the point of that? I don't understand that. Like, especially that's like, what... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's facts. But I mean, just like, I don't know. Like LeBron plays fifty five games a year to load manage and be able to play till he's fifty years old. And I'm not shitting on LeBron here. I'm just, as someone who doesn't follow basketball, what are we doing with the pro am shit? I mean, as someone who hates running for cardio, I would much rather play a game of basketball to try and get a little, you know, get my lungs back a little bit, stay in shape. So it might be something like that. I mean, you know, these guys obviously love basketball. So going out, playing a little hard half, you know, half-hearted game, not really trying, but, you know, getting a little exercise is probably what they're thinking. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it, but I mean, I could see maybe that where there is some benefit to it, but uh... I mean, I'm not against it. I just I was just asking out of curiosity. Like, I don't watch the NBA. Right. Like, are people watching this shit? Is this generating revenue, or is this just for the players to stay loose? No, it's... I don't think it's televised or anything. I think it's just... I'm seeing a lot of this action on social media. Um, if if I'm the coach of the fucking Lakers, I'm telling LeBron, hey, cut that shit out. Cut that shit. Hit the treadmill and play with your sons. Don't don't be dunking on Chet Holmgren in freaking September. <laughs> That's just me. I mean, That's just outsider's perspective. I mean, don't a lot of like 
NFL players have it in their contract. They're not allowed to play like pickup basketball and stuff since somebody got hurt a few years back. I think that's legit. I, I do recall something like that. What are you going to do? Um, the only other things on the NBA I want to touch on, uh, KD and Kyrie are staying put in Brooklyn. Um, KD asked yeah. for a trade. Uh, did Kyrie ask for a trade, or did he just like s- seem unhappy and seem this part of package deals? He opted out. That's right, but then he did he sign back? I he resigned. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he resigned. Yeah, but uh, the Brooklyn Nets championship odds have been all over the place since we last uh, started. I know at one point they were up to plus 1,800 when it looked like KD was going to get traded. And then when KD said he was back, it went back down to like plus 900. I mean, they've been moving all over the place. It's been nuts. And then uh, no news on the Pacers. There's been a lot of talk like, hey, Miles Turner's going to get traded. Hey, uh, Buddy Heald's going to get traded. And just nothing's happened for the Pacers. Uh, Miles Turner should have been traded five years ago. I believe Miles Turner should be traded the day he's gone because I've been wanting it ever since my balls have dropped. Wow. Wow. And uh, what was that, Tyler? You said Jalen Smith got engaged? Yeah. That's the biggest, biggest news I've heard news. on the Pacers yeah. lately. Man. Yeah. That is interesting. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Has there been any, like, big free agent signings? I don't think there really has been. Maybe not. There's not really any big free agents left to sign right now. They normally go pretty quick. Well, and like Aiton re-signed with the Suns. Um, well, he had to. They matched. It, it wasn't his choice. They matched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Pat Beverly to oh, the Lakers. He just got traded to the Lakers for Taylor Horton Tucker. Yep. Yeah, I saw a couple memes about Pat Bev and Russ Westbrook on the same team. You'd imagine the Lakers are going to ship Russell Westbrook. I just don't know who's going to take him. They've been trying to ship Russ out for months now, and no one will take him. Well, their problem is they want, like, you know, they still want something for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well. All right, boys, anything else on the NBA before we move on? I think that's it for me. Diz, what say you? Yeah, I think I'm good. That's probably the most I've ever talked about the NBA, and we're off season, so yeah, I'm good. Proud of you. Thank you. Uh, all right, boys, let's talk about some golf, shall we? <laughs> so currently, the tour championship is going on. It's the last event of the year. It's the playoffs. Um, Thirty. 30 people, technically 29. Z-Spot had to withdraw because he's hurt. But currently, right now, uh, you got Scotty Scheffler sitting at the top of the leaderboard at minus 18. He he actually started out at minus 10 because the way the this tournament works out is um, the, the number one ranked golfer starts out at 10 under. And then there's a few people that go nine under and then so on and so forth. So Scotty Scheffler started with the lead in this tournament and has continued to have the lead. So he is at minus 18. But the second place person is John Rahm at 
at 12 under. So he's six back, Diz. John Rom started the week at minus three, and he's already at minus 12. John Rom started the started the week. Are you saying like he shot three under Thursday, nine under today? He started out at three under on Thursday. Did you? Scotty Scheffler started out at ten under. And so, so you're telling me Scheffler went sixty two, sixty four? No, it, he's Scheffler started got sixty five. Do you not know how the this tournament? Oh, works? I forgot it was FedEx Cup Finals. That's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, but. Rom started out way down there. Now he's back. He's in within six. Um, but uh, and then Xander Shoffley's in third at minus eleven. Um, but the the big news since the last time we had this uh, podcast was the PGA Tour making huge changes in response to the LIV. Uh, I don't even know what you call it. The LIV Tour. Um, so the, the big change is the PGA tour making the, there's guaranteed money for players. So everyone's guaranteed at least $500,000. If you are on the tour officially, so you have your tour card, you make $500,000 regardless of how you do. Um, it also, they also guaranteed that the top players will play in at least 20 events. That's new. And then uh, they also added travel stipends for players. So one of the bad things about being on the tour for the longest time, especially if you weren't one of the better players, was that you would have to pay for your hotel and pay, pay to like get to the course. And so these players that weren't winning any tournaments really struggled being on tour because they had to pay for their own way. And unless they were you know, finishing top... 30 or whatever, then you're probably losing money every single weekend. So I think the travel stipend is big. And then they also doubled the bonus pool from $50 million to $100 million. So the uh, PGA Tour is making some big moves. Um, but I, honestly, I think we have to thank the LIV for that. I mean, why did it take the PGA Tour this long to make these changes? They just had this money sitting around and they're like, ah. All right, we finally have competition. We're going to go ahead and up all these things that you know are necessary for golfers to be, make them happy. Yeah, and I I think I've said it from the beginning. I think Live Tour is good for golf. Um, just like in any industry, competition is great for the consumer. Um, not only is this great for the consumer, but it's great for like the employee. I mean, for golfers, you have options here. And the PGA Tour are treating their employees better. I think Liv is throwing insane amounts of money towards the PGA Tour. And I'm all for the Liv Tour. I'm not against it. I've said that from day one. What I'm hesitant about is the recent haul that they have. Pat, did you hear about the recent haul that they just got? Maybe. Cam Smith, Cam Young, Mark Leishman, Joaquin Neiman. All these guys were announced earlier today. Did you hear that? I did not hear that. Yeah, it's like 10 guys joined the Live Tour today. And I'm not I'm not anti-Live, but I think Live work Live worked when you paid Dustin Johnson a billion dollars. Right. And you paid Patrick Reed and you paid like 10, 20 guys, but if it gets diluted, can the Saudi Arabian government, I don't even want to get into the politics of it. 
if you're bribing these guys to play on your tour, is it sustainable? I think the live works when you have like 10 or 15 or 20 guys that are pissed off the PGA tour and you do your thing in a team format. But eventually if you get half of the PGA tour to join the live at a certain point, the live has to become the PGA tour. So first of all, bombshell look into who the live hauled. I don't know the exact names and I'm driving home. And this may be a hot take here, but I think the more top golfers live gets, they kind of lose their power. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, I just don't think the Saudi Arabian government can afford to pay 100 PGA Tour golfers millions and millions of dollars. The whole reason to join the live is you make more money and you, you play less golf. And I can't blame any golfer for joining the live. Patty, imagine if Foot Locker offered you twice the money to do half the work. You're going to take it. I mean, it's, it's not a bad analogy. But I mean, if they hire the Saudi Arabia government, so if they if they hire everyone at your company, are they going to be able to pay all of you guys double the money? That's that's kind of and that's way forward thinking, I know. But I feel like live was kind of a like, I don't know, like the guys who join us first. okay, they make all the money. We're good for a while. But I feel like the more PJ tough PJ golfers, they scoop the less powerful it is. So first off, this they haven't officially announced who the new signees will be. It says Liv will announce seven new signees, including one long rumored superstar on Monday. So the long rumored superstar is Cam Smith. Has to be right. The, on Sunday, on Sunday, the the FedEx Cup Championship is over, right? And so yep. Get that done and out of the way, and then Cam Smith can go and jump ship and go to the LIV. Simple as that. Now, um, a couple things. Ty- Tyler, you mentioned uh, Tiger Woods. Did you know he's actually going to be on the face of the next PGA Tour game? He is. I heard him and Rory had a big like heart-to-heart with PGA people. But, I know he's a big PGA guy. I didn't yeah. know that, though. It's a PGA Tour 2K23 with Tiger Woods back on the cover. I don't think it'll be called Tiger Woods PGA Tour anymore, but having, hey, t- having I, Tiger back on the cover is big for business. I don't want to jump all across the way here, but we're still focusing on golf. Mm-hmm. PGA Tour's collaboration with Tomorrow, which is the company that Rory and Tiger started. Did not see that. All right, give me one second. <laughs> but also, oh, no. to, to make your to add to your point is you're worried about the them being able to pay the LIV golfers. I think it's been said that, um, like these golfers, like you said, uh, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, they get like these guaranteed money contracts. But then I think I heard that if they win any money on the tournament. So say they win an LIV tournament when they're supposed to win like $5 million from that, that $5 million then comes out of the money that they were guaranteed. So they're not actually losing like the LIV, I think can handle that because instead of having to pay some random person, $5 million, they were already going to pay, you know, Patrick Reed, $5 million. So 
instead of having to shell out an additional $5 million, they just take that out of the money that they were going to pay Patrick Reed guaranteed. So I think uh, they're okay in that sense, if that makes sense. No, I think that makes sense. But if you have 40 guys and you have one guy dominating, you still have to pay the guys that aren't winning. Right. That's the whole benefit of the PGA Tour. And I get that it was unsustainable. But what the PGA Tour is doing, like you said, what did you say? It was like $500,000 just to be on the tour. That's perfect because a guy who goes to Q Q school or wins the Corn Ferry Tour, he's making a great living being on the tour, whether he wins or not. Right. So the PGA Tour has fixed that. Now, what I'm saying is if Dustin Johnson wins eight tournaments in a row – I don't know. I just, I think the more the live, I think live was in a sweet spot there for a second. And if they signed 40 of the top 50 golfers, I just don't know if it's sustainable. Well, here's the problem That's, is, is no one's watching the LIV tournaments because no, you don't know how, but like 80% of the people in there. And if Phil Mickelson's out there shooting 10 over, you're not going to watch that. No, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm just saying if they fix that problem, I just don't know if they can actually pay these people. Like, would you be surprised if a news story came out a year from now that Dustin Johnson's not getting the 300 million he was guaranteed? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, that's just all I'm yeah. saying. If they sign 40 of the top 50 guys, spare. For Oil, live, money, for golf. The PG. The PJ Tour has gotten better, and I love that. Like I said, I think Live Tour is great for the game of golf. I think it's great for the consumer. I think it's great for the golfer, but I just don't know if it's sustain. Like I, I don't know. It's just it's a thought I had. I was curious on your take on it. So I, I, I think we had a good discussion on it. Tyler agrees. Hey, hey before I don't know. before. Before we end the golf talk, I had to bring this up. I thought that's why you were talking about golf here, Patty. And I'm two minutes away from the Whiteland dead spot, so stay frosty here with me. But the TGL is a new tech-infused team golf league in partnership with the PGA Tour that starts in January of 2024. This was honestly the biggest news of the week in golf, and I thought that's what you boys were talking about. Is that not what you boys were – you boys not even know about this? I think I maybe heard something about it um but if you have more information if you want to grace us with that that would be more than welcome so essentially it's based of pga tour golfers it's six teams of three i don't know how they do the teams if it's like a draft or if there's six captains or whatever but it's six teams of three it's 15 uh 15 week long i mean i don't know if it's like 12 weeks regular season and then playoffs or whatnot but it's 15 weeks long, and it starts in January of 2024, which a couple things I love, a couple things I don't love. What the hell does tech-infused mean? Like, are these guys just at a Topgolf? That's, like, that's kind shit? of where I or like, it was what is, going, I don't Topgolf-ish. I don't know what tech-infused mean. From what I the heard, other next, uh, January 2024. Okay, hold on. Diz hit a dead spot, and then Tyler was trying to talk, and I don't think Diz could hear Tyler. Tyler, go go and say what you were going to say. Um, from what I heard, 
It sounds like they're on a golf simulator, you know, like an indoor golf thing. Okay. That that would make sense. That's pretty tech y. Um I think top golf would be more fun though. Well yeah, and I think too, if you get into a situation like uh a course simulator type thing, like can you imagine how mad someone's going to get when they hit a shot and the the golf simulator messes up and says like you shanked it one way but you were really just playing like a a hard fade or something crazy. I mean, I know it's I not would... like a one-to-one, but remember NASCAR uh, during COVID, they came back and did like racing simulator on e-racing, which probably isn't a one, you know, probably a little goofy compared to driving a real car. I, I do recall that. That's a good call. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you, Diz. What's up? The simulators will be 100% accurate. The... The track mans are insanely accurate. Twenty-five thousand dollar piece of plastic, like there's no—that's not an issue. Okay, but you said there was another negative, I just, or you were getting into the the my other negative, and I, I may have cut out here, is it starts in January of 2024, mm-hmm. which is over like a year away. Yep, and. So I just don't know why it's taking that long to start. Who knows who the hell is still going to be in the PGA Tour in a year and four months. And maybe this is a thing of like, maybe they're getting guys to sign on to this league so they have to stay with the PGA Tour. I have no idea why the lead time is a year and three months. Um, so that's another negative. But the positive, and this positive outweighs both of the negatives. Can you guys still hear me? I'm in the heart of the dead spot. Yeah, you're, you're loud and clear. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay, the biggest positive here is it's 15 weeks long starting in January. That means once football ends, we got, you know, we got a weekly sport to watch. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be comparable to the NFL, but hitting the dog days, and it's not going to reach all the way to the summer, but from that spot after the NFL season, before the NBA gets hot and heavy, we're watching golf each week. Six teams of three. I think this could be pretty electric. Um, so I, I'm I'm really interested into what this is going to be. I'm really interested. I mean, a year and three months from now, like that's so far away. Yeah. A year and three months ago, like like live wasn't even an idea. So I'm I'm just really curious where golf is going to be a year and three months from now. But I am entirely on board for it i'm a little concerned but i'm i'm on board i think this might be electric to watch in like march april may a year and three months from now those initial live golfers might be done with their contracts so they might be able to come back at that point maybe that's a piece of it too they they went over they talked to dustin johnson look dustin we love you we know you're under contract for this live season and next live season that's obviously going to end before this next thing comes around. If you come back over here, join this team, you know, fun little thing here, get back in good graces with people. We'll let you do it. We'll pay you some guaranteed money. Let's make, let's make some money here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. I just rambled for a long time there, but I thought that was what we were talking about golf wise. So that's okay, I mean, that's what we're here for. We're, we're here for a long time, a good time. I mean, we haven't had a podcast in a month and a half. I mean, this yeah, is, I mean, this is going to be a full heater here, I guess. Oh, yeah. It's, you're getting every little bit of information from all of us. There's no holding back on this one. Hell, yeah. All right, gentlemen. 
college football week zero is here for those of you that don't know what week zero is it is a handful of college football games that actually count that actually matter before the full-on regular season starts next weekend and uh for the record week zero games are usually trash not a lot to write home about but i do have the list of games for you gentlemen um so we have Nebraska versus Northwestern, a Big Ten tournament, not tournament, a Big Ten conference game uh, to start the year off. And then we have UConn versus Utah State, uh, Wyoming versus Illinois, Charlotte versus FAU, North Texas versus UTEP, Nevada versus New Mexico State, and then Vanderbilt versus Hawaii. Uh, any of these games, uh, gentlemen, you have thoughts on or you want to discuss i have a few that i've got my eye on um i was going to use them for dumbest dummy bets but since we might not be doing dumbest dummy i can go ahead and talk about them but uh anything catching your guys' eye for week zero here pat is vanderbilt hawaii is that in hawaii it is biz so the it, when is kickoff like midnight uh very late um let's see Sorry, pulling is that up. tonight or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Damn it! <laughs> you were hoping to be uh, you were hoping to be raging for the bar crawl and have that going on tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I got to shout out my guys, uh, Matty Ice and Rankle. I think they've both been on the pod before. Uh, they shared a couple birthdays this week, so uh, we're having a little bar crawl tonight for them. And I'm just thinking, getting home from the bars and. It being the second half of the Hawaii Vanderbilt, I throw some cheddar down. Uh, but it's going to be tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, that's that's really all I had. I, I don't know anything about college football at this point. Week zero is normally a stinker, but I'm interested in what you got, Patty. So, first off, to answer your question, the Vanderbilt-Hawaii game kicks off at 10.30 tomorrow night. 10.30 Eastern Standard Oh, that's not as late as I thought. Okay. Okay. Um, now... Um, Tyler, do you have any games or any thoughts before uh, I go on my little spiel here? Uh, are you going to talk about the location of Nebraska and Northwestern? I absolutely am. So let's just start there. All right. We'll just start there. Nebraska and Northwestern. Now, I'm not 100% sure, but I think both of these teams were towards the bottom half of the Big Ten last year. Nebraska, Scott Frost, a head coach, They've been kind of underperforming. Um, actually, let me pull this up right now, see if I can't find it. But anyways, uh, Tyler, do you want to grace these people with where this Nebraska-Northwestern game for Week 0 is being played tomorrow? For reasons unknown to me, it is being played in Dublin, Ireland. What? <laughs> that is correct. What? Not only does... Uh, you know, not only are we looking at two terrible Big Ten teams playing each other on week zero, but they are playing in Dublin, Ireland. Why Why do we have this habit of giving the international games to, like, the international games, the shitty teams? We see it every year in the NFL. I, I don't understand it. Well, we know you, you guys got me. You cut out there. Yeah, you cut out for a little bit, but you're back. It makes sense in the NFL because you're you're going to have people watch it because it's overseas. Mm -hmm. So 
expose the shitty teams in the NFL. College football, probably the same thing. I mean, USC is going to – people are going to watch USC, whether they're in South Carolina or Ireland. People are only going to – like, I want to watch this Northwestern Nebraska game now because I know it's in Ireland. You know what well, I'm saying? It's also, like, the only game on at, like, noon tomorrow. So that, that also helps. That's going to get – Ireland? What in the world? Now, so – Nebraska and Northwestern, okay? Last season, both teams went 3-9, and nine, and they went 1-8 and eight in the conference. They are literally taking, like, the two of the worst, the, actually the two worst uh, teams in the Big Ten West division from last year are playing each other. They're playing over in Dublin, Ireland. Now, Tyler, I don't know if you'll know this. Diz, you might know this. Do you guys know who has been – who was the starting quarterback for Nebraska last season? Wasn't it Tua's you younger brother? No, are you legend Peyton Ramsey? No, nope, nope. Really? That was Northwestern's quarterback. Oh, I thought that's what you said. I may have said Northwestern, but I'm thinking Nebraska. So, Nebraska – Hold on, I might know it. Hold on, hold on. Maryland's quarterback was to his younger brother. Correct. He, Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. Oh, it was, uh, wasn't it uh, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother? <laughs> no. We're, we're really showing. Uh... Bro, I swear to God, Christian McCaffrey's brother is quarterback for Nebraska. He I don't might, know if he, he started next now. year. He might be But now. don't be laughing at me, I swear. Yeah, I mean, you sound like you're on the right path, but. Uh, his this guy's name was Adrian Martinez. Now, I'm pretty sure he played quarterback for Nebraska for like six years, but he is now gone. So Nebraska has a new starting quarterback. Northwestern is just bad. So, you guys want to know what my play is for this game? Your play under fifty one and a half. I'm gonna throw up. You're telling me we're taking. This is what I didn't miss. This is what I didn't miss. Okay, how how are you not going to take the under in this game though, Diz? You're taking two terrible teams with new quarterbacks, and they're playing in Dublin, Ireland. You're taking college students in their first game of the season, and you are playing them in Dublin, Ireland. Look, it might be a smart bet. It might be a smart bet, but it's not a fun bet. I'm not, I'm not betting fun. to make money. I'm betting to have fun. Well, that's where we differ. If you were betting to make money, why do we have full-time jobs? We are trying to make it so we don't have full-time jobs. Because we that's bet correct. dollar bills. Hey, <laughs> hey. In the middle of this point, Tyler, can you – because I don't want to blow up my Mazda. Can you look up who – can you look up Christian McCaffrey's younger brother? I swear to God, I don't want – I don't want to get away with Pat making fun of me there. So can you just look that up for me? But here's what I'll say, Pat. 51 and a half. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's low as shit for a college football game. Um, so, I don't know. You get, you get kind of both ends of the spectrum with college football. There's, you'll see some games in college football that have totals as high as like 70. But then you'll see games yes. like this this Wyoming Illinois game the total is 42 and a half. Uh Nevada New Mexico State total is 47 and a half. So you will see different levels of totals. Um I just like college football games being like 4 hours long. 
It's in Dublin. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just a lot of time, a lot of screen time for only, like, seven touchdowns. I don't know. I, 51 and a half just seems like a low number for a football game. And I'm watching this game in Ireland between two shitty football teams. I want to see points being scored. I, I understand that. I think a lot of people want points being scored. But this game could end up being 42 to nothing, and that thing goes under. Uh, I just want to say Luke McCaffrey, quarterback of Nebraska in 2020. So, yeah, there you go, Diz. You were, you were on to something. He, Thank you. He transferred to Louisville, but enrolled late, and now he has transferred to Rice. Oh, well, there you go. So, there you go. Diz was, Diz was right. He just didn't watch last season. Right, right. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you. I'm sorry. I just, for all my Diz stance, I didn't want my Diz stance to take an L like that. I get it. Um, this next game, UConn versus Utah State. I have no feeling either which way on this game. I mean, the, the spread is 26 and a half. And I, that's legit. I actually said that it is 26 and a half. But I still don't feel comfortable laying 26 and a half with Utah State, even with how bad UConn was last season. Um, I know I'm a crazy better, I'm a volume shooter, but I'm not taking a shot on UConn, Utah State. Uh, Wyoming versus Illinois. I actually like Illinois minus 13 and a half here. Now, a uh, word to the wise here. Uh, Right now on FanDuel, Illinois minus 13.5 is at minus 120, which means that number could very easily creep up to 14 very soon. So if you're like me, you like Illinois, you think they're making the right, going the right direction, I think Wyoming is going to struggle a bit this year. Uh, you might want to jump on the minus 13.5 before it goes to 14. But uh, Diz, any thoughts on the Illini? Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I, I don't have any thoughts. I don't want to make myself look stupid, to be honest with you. See, um, I, I'm willing to take that chance. And also college football is way harder than any other sport to like. Correct. Pay attention to or even to, uh, handicap. That's the word I was looking for. Correct. I would agree with Especially you. Especially with the way the transfer portal is now where you can basically transfer no matter what to anywhere. Um, it becomes very difficult. Yeah, so that's fair. Uh, Charlotte, FAU, I don't have any thoughts on. UTEP, North Texas, you know I'm going with my UTEP. Uh, have to, absolutely have to. Uh, those guys yeah, down... Yeah, you doing money line? See, I mean, you might as well, right? I mean, plus, Point and a half. plus one and a half. I mean, unless there's like a, unless it's like a tie ball game and they decide to go for two at the end of it to win in regulation or something. Um, I mean, Mixed extra coin or something. Yeah. I mean, you can get an extra, you know, a little bit of extra juice by just taking the money line. And I have no problem taking UTEP money line there at plus 100. I think you're getting 10 cents for that extra point and a half. So. There you go. Uh, Nevada, New Mexico State, don't really have any feelings on that. But this one, this is my favorite bet of the weekend, gentlemen. Vanderbilt, Hawaii, 
you can get Hawaii right now at plus nine and a half. Now, a couple things to keep in mind here. It is a well-known secret, I guess it's not a secret if it's well-known, that teams struggle while traveling to Hawaii. It happens every single year. And, I mean, we just talked about it with teams going to Dublin, right? It's a little bit different. You're off your game. But Vanderbilt is traveling to Hawaii for week zero, right? So that's a, maybe a six-hour plane ride on top of however long it takes them to get to California. Um, you know, it's a long trip. It's tough. But did you guys know Hawaii is 11-1 ATS in their last 12 college football openers wow and you're getting them at almost a field goal and a touchdown underdogs i took this what's the go ahead this what's the is plus 11 or plus nine or something what did you say it was it's plus nine and a half i took it at plus eight and a half um i don't see this getting up higher than 10 points unfortunately but uh plus nine and a half i mean that's for a home team and a team that has to travel to Hawaii. I mean, I think Vanderbilt's out of the SEC. I don't know if that's correct. Does that sound correct to anybody? That is correct. They're in the SEC. So I think that's the reason why they're so heavily favored because you have an SEC team traveling to Hawaii, which Hawaii, you know, they're not always the best of teams. But I, I think, again, we got college kids. We got them traveling long distances. Um, Diz, I hope you're okay there. I heard the, the beep. I'm good. I'm in the triple turn lane of death on Washington Street. Everything's fine. Okay. But uh, and the, I saw that stat that where they were 11-1 ATS in their last 12 openers, and I, I, I took it immediately. You know, you're giving me points on a team that hasn't has only lost once in their last 12 openers. Um, I'm going to take Hawaii on that. I, I, I kind of like that a lot. And you know, Patty, especially college football, I love taking dogs. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, even if they're down, they have so much time to make it back. And, hell, if they're winning late, there's so much there, – there, there's so much uh, – what is it called? There's so much, um, 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 like, safe space. Um, there's there so many possessions for the underdog. If they have a lead, they'll probably – even if they lose the game, it's hard for them to lose by a lot. Right. So I'm hoping I tune into this game at 1 in the morning. It's the fourth quarter. Hawaii's up by three, and I'm feeling really good. So I like this pick a lot. Sweet. All right, gentlemen, anything else college football-wise that you want to talk about before we move on? I got nothing. Uh-oh. Michael Penix, starting quarterback for Washington. The Huskies, yeah. Uh, and there's actually over under, over under two and a half games. Wow. Oof. What? So he gets hurt? Yeah. It's fair. I can't. I can't disagree with you, but uh, it's no hard feelings. I think he's a baller. He just can't stay. He can't stay healthy. I'm gonna over under two and a half games. Let's be honest. Is he a starting Is he a starting quarterback in the Pac-12 by? By October, there's not a chance. I I think he lasts more than two and a half. I don't think he lasts a full season, but I think he'll get more than two and a half. Um, 
also on that front, did you guys know that uh, while Penix is in Washington, the current head coach of Washington was IU's offensive coordinator during our uh, COVID year run that we had? I didn't know that, but it checks out. So makes sense why he wants the Phoenix. Right, exactly. So uh, maybe maybe keep an eye on Washington this year if they can get a little bit more of that magic going. Uh, I think they might be able to surprise some people. Also, our Hoosiers are in a tough spot. Why's that? I mean, we're just we're bad. Do you know who our quarterback's going to be? Diz is that transfer it's... from Missouri? It's a battle between him and someone else. I don't know if they announced it. Wait, is Tuttle gone? We're, we're gonna, it's a battle between the transfer and Tuttle. I don't know if they've announced it yet. It's, it's looking like three and nine for the Hoosiers this year. It's got the Illini week two, right? Yeah, and that scares the crap out of me because actually we have – Week actually, one. We have them technically week oh, one. Oh, yeah, because it's week yeah. zero. Right, but the problem is, is the Illini have already, will have already played a game at that point. That's that's the thing that really uh, really worries me. A couple things I a couple things I'm worried about with that game is the Hoosiers are favorited right now, which yeah. I am riding Illinois money line at plus value if that stays that way. Don't know what's going to happen with the Illini in week zero. What I love is that the game's on a Friday night. If this game was on a Saturday, the game being on Friday night adds thousands of people in the stands for the Hoosiers if the game was on Saturday I know all of me and my guys would be down in Bloomington we wouldn't even consider going into the stadium we would hit the bars so I think the game being on Friday night is a huge benefit for the Hoosiers just want to point that out I got a lot of I got a lot of I, I think the Hoosiers are going to be bad but I think this first game being on a Friday helps us a lot all right boys this is right I will be in attendance because it's on a Friday night <laughs> Exactly. Down and beat tickets down. are all tickets are already purchased. All right, boys. But bringing that up, I we have to touch on it now. We have a great bet on FanDuel, boys. I recommend we all take this right now. IU's regular season win total is currently at four. Under. Now, what's under. and also first off that under four plus one hundred. You're getting plus value on under four for IU. Well, it's even money, yeah, plus 100. Yeah, so check that. That's beautiful, right? Now, the great thing about getting it at four as opposed to, like, three and a half. Push. That push is in play. We know The push IU, is heavy in play. We know IU will not win five games. Play, yeah, that's a great fucking games. point. That's a great fucking point, Patty. So you can take that, and you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to get your money there. You're, you at least get your money back yeah. is essentially yeah. the play. Yeah, I love that call out. I love that. Is this FanDuel? Yes. Okay, I love that play. I'm, I want to check it on DraftKings when I get home here, but I do love that play. So there you go. So we're dropping a rack on that. <laughs> I, I had $3 in free bets. I just dropped that on the IU. Ah, uh, beautiful. Yeah, so that's, that's good college football talk there, gentlemen. Yeah, shit. I'm almost home, boys. I'm going to have to put the AirPods in and talk about some NFL. Yeah. Now, real quick, though. I didn't have this originally planned, but we have to talk about the baseball, but not for – wait, hold on. Did Tyler – what did you send in the group? Was what? That... Yeah, breaking news from Tyler Scott. Yeah. So 
Uh, Maybe I shouldn't have said your full name there. I apologize. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. Now, do you gentlemen know who Julio Rodriguez is? I don't know that you guys did before the Of course. Uh, I found out about him during the Home Run Derby. There you go. Yeah, leading up to there. For those that don't know Julio Rodriguez, maybe you don't follow baseball, maybe you don't follow the Seattle Mariners. He is a rookie for the Seattle Mariners. Um, and I need to find the exact numbers because they came out with the exact numbers. Um, essentially, a rookie just got paid massive, massive dollar amount. In a long-term contract. It's like 400 mil, right? Yeah. Although I'm not seeing official numbers anywhere. Um, well, it says that they agreed to a $210 million contract. So let's see what it says. Oh, could max out at 470. So... Um, good. 14 years... $210 million in guaranteed money, but the ability nice. could grow to well over 400 Whatever that means. Uh... Oh, so he's got player options and stuff like that towards the end. So as long as like the Mariners decide to keep him and he decides to stay with the Mariners... It, it'll continue to grow up until it gets to like the $470 million mark. That's what's wild about baseball, right? It's completely guaranteed contracts for the most part. Uh, and anymore, these young players are getting like 10 plus year contracts. And I feel like it hardly ever works out for the team. Diz, do you agree? Disagree? Thoughts? I would agree. My thought on these long-term deals is – and and it kind of goes with the Tatis thing, right? He gets banned for PEDs. He loses 0.3% of his hundreds of million-dollar contracts. So it heavily benefits the players. It Baseball is a player-friendly league. I think any other league is fan-friendly, and I think baseball is one of the few that is player-friendly. So props to them for that. Um but at the same time, like, what was what, what was another one? I mean, Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie Betts is Mookie Betts. What did the Dodgers – Dodgers paid him a couple hundred for 12-year contract or something. That makes sense because the Dodgers are going to – Dodgers are going to be in contention every year. Mariners paying a guy that much, like, Mariners are hot right now. or Mariners going to be in contention every year? I just don't see it. The thing about the Mariners is they're a very young team. Um but I, I kind of agree with you. I don't know that they have the sustainability to be in it for a while. But the, the, the main big contract that comes to mind for me is Albert Pujols. Uh, when Pujols left the Cardinals, he signed like a 10-year contract with the Angels. And by the end of that contract, he was really kind of, you know, just barely holding on, right? So I don't know. I don't know if the 10-year contract makes sense. But uh, I'm – Congrats to Julio because that's a big deal. Yeah, good for him. And especially um, for a rookie. I think it's so rare for in the MLB with these guaranteed contracts and the way everything is, I think you rarely see people signing contract extensions 
before like their contract is up or like that same year. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see a rookie that's performing at such a rate to get paid this early on. I, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, good for him. Now, the last thing on baseball I want to talk about before we get into the heart of everything, which is the NFL. Uh, the World Baseball Classic is coming up, Diz. Uh, I don't know if you have seen uh, Team USA's roster. I have not. Okay. So let's just say that they're saying that this might be the most stacked uh, Team USA roster, like roster of all time in the World Baseball Classic. So for Team USA, this is who they've got confirmed already. Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, Cedric Mullins, and our boy TA7. Really? There is I don't think there is any team that can put up a roster that even gets close to competing with that team. Did they change the date of the World Baseball Classic? Because I remember back in our day, and you might have said this. Sorry, I was walking into my house. World Baseball Classic stopped because it was in the middle of the year, so no MLB guys played. So this says that the tournament it begins in spring of 2023. So, so what does spring mean? That's well, that's the question, right? Let me see if I can get a let's see World Baseball Classic dates. Okay, so it begins March 8th and ends March 21st, is. So that is not during baseball season. Yeah, that's dope. That's because, like during, I mean, like it's like spring training. training. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll tell you what. I, whenever you can bet on the MLB or the World Baseball Classic, I would recommend taking America and uh, – you might have to lay some juice with it to win the whole thing. Cause I, I was going to say, you have to imagine the value is not going to be good though. Yeah, absolutely. But wait, who does like Dominican Republic and Cuba have, if it's that early, like, are they stacked as well? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about those rosters. Cause usually Dominican Republic would like, I don't want to say dominate, but they are probably favored it over the U S back in like the heyday of the world baseball classic. Yeah. Um, Japan usually has a pretty good squad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, but you'd have to imagine that the U.S. is going to be favored. Yeah, for sure. All right, gentlemen. Anything else before we move on to the NFL? I say we hit the NFL. Good. All right, let's hit it. All right. So it is Friday. We got a little football Friday for all you folks. Uh, we are about an hour in, and I imagine we might go at least another half an hour. So if we need to take a tinkle break, now might be the time to do it. But um, we did talk about one division already. We talked about the NFC East way back when, the NFC Beast, as some people call it. Um, to give you guys an update on the NFC East, we'll just start there since we've already talked about it. Uh, the Cowboys are plus 145 to win the division. Eagles are now plus 155. Uh, 
the commies are at plus 500 and the giants at plus 750 now we've seen the preseason we know kind of what's going on any thoughts for you guys on any changes i believe most of us were on the eagles winning that division initially uh i'm not super high on the eagles i think dallas is going to do it um I don't want to say the Eagles are overrated because, I mean, I don't know. I, I see the Eagles being a playoff team, but at the end of the day, I, I'm not a Jalen Hurts guy. I think the Eagles make the playoffs as a wild card because the NFC is much weaker than the AFC. But I actually think Dallas is going to win that division. You you and the guy, guys both aren't big uh, Jalen Hurts guys. So if, if he's listening to this or hears this, he, he will agree with you on that. Yeah, shout out Conrad, wherever you are. <laughs> wherever he is, it looks like he's all over the place. Tyler, anything from you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, everyone always says Dallas is going to be good every year, and they never really are. So, I don't know. It's a tough division. I mean, I think we all can agree the Giants aren't going to be it, and Commander Carson's probably not going to be it. Or Commander <laughs> Carl, my bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in the Eagles, and maybe it's because Connor may have swayed me a little bit from whenever he was always around and being an Eagles fan. But um, first off, I don't know if you recall this, but there we, there was a stat that said like there hasn't been back to back winners in the NFC East in like twenty some years or something. The Cowboys won the division last year, so again I'm going with the numbers. I don't think the Cowboys win it this year. Now. The notice, notable uh, issues with the Cowboys, they lost Amari Cooper. One of their starting linemen already got hurt and is going to be out for a while. And then uh, I don't know if Gallup's back yet, but uh, James Washington, I think, got hurt for the Cowboys already. So the Cowboys are already running into injury issues. Um, and the, the Eagles went out and added A.J. Brown, which I think is big for business. Um and I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Trayvon Diggs uh, kind of got roasted on the internet. And he was like their saving grace last year. Um, I don't think that they can keep up with that level of sustainability as far as like interceptions and even interceptions returned for a touchdown. Um, that was kind of IU's defensive, defensive issues last year. It's the year before when it was COVID. They won a lot of games and made a lot of things happen because their defense created turnovers. But when that goes away, your defense really kind of gets torched and uh, you can run into some issues. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in on the Cowboys. I think the Eagles have it this year. I'm not going to fight that too hard. I think that division's uh, – I think it's a toss-up between Dallas and the Eagles. But I will say – and this is a shout-out to my guy, Rankle, here. Happy birthday, son. Um, he sent me DraftKings, Dallas, and the Eagles to finish top two, and the NFC East is plus 110. Is there any debate? Is there any debate that those two are by far better than the Commanders and the Giants? I mean, the Giants might win two games this season. Commanders, they got wins. They're not as good of a roster as the Colts. I just don't see them winning eight games. I think Dallas. And Philly both nine ten wins, maybe eleven. 
Is there any doubt on that bet? It seems almost like a too good to be true. Because that is a bet and that is an option that worries me. It's kind of like you said, is it too good to be true? But uh, it, it does feel like a pretty good one, especially at plus money. Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to take it, but I'm going to be cautious. Maybe like, you know, maybe like a double unit. I'm not going to throw like a bag on it or anything like that. I like it. Um, anything else we want to touch on in the NFC East before we move on? Nope. I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, we'll go to Tyler's division next, the NFC North. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, the Packers are currently minus 155, Vikings plus 240, Lions plus 950, and Bears plus 1,200. Um, Tyler, I'll, I'll let you uh, take over. How are you feeling about your Vikings this season? Uh, I mean – they got, wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. All right. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a toss-up because you know there's two bottom feeder teams in the division this year, you know, normally bottom feeder teams. So they always have a shot at winning their division make a playoff. And, I mean, this year, Rodgers doesn't really have any receivers. So there may be a chance this time of year. Uh, Preseason, they have not looked great. Um, if Kirk Cousins, who's not the best quarterback to begin with, goes down, they are really in trouble. There are two backups. Well, I guess they just traded for uh, what's his name, Nick, Big Dick Nick from Nick Mullins. Yeah. Okay, that's that's they just big traded for business. For him. Okay. So there's at least that, but I mean, I don't know. I just. I just don't trust the Vikings. First-year coach, you never really know what's going to happen with them. And then, you know, like you got Rodgers in division. I still think the Packers take it this year unless something happens to Rodgers. Yeah. And a, a lot of – I haven't watched any of their preseason games, but there's been a lot of talk that Jordan Love is starting to kind of come into form. And it's kind of the same thing that was ran into with Favre and Rodgers where in his third year behind Favre, Rodgers really started to come into his own. And they're starting to see that with Jordan Jordan Love being his third year. So, you know, maybe there's something there if Rodgers were to go down. But um, I don't know. that This division's tough for me. Um, I, think it's, I think it's easy to say the Bears might be the worst team in football. I mean, they could potentially be better than the Lions still. I mean, the Lions do Lions things. Right. Right. Again, we run into a situation where there's two clearly at the bottom and then there's two clearly at the top. Um, I'm tempted to take the Vikings just for the value alone. Um, I worry about the Packers' offense without Devontae. Um, it used to be like, right, Devontae Adams would get double teamed. He'd still catch the ball. He'd still make plays when you needed him to make plays. Now that option is gone. Um they still have Aaron Jones, so they still have to respect the run. Um, and Dylan. And Dylan, and they're looking to get uh, Bakhtiari back sooner rather than later, I think. Uh, he came off the PUP list, so that's their starting left tackle, so that's another big thing for them. Um, I'm kind of worried about the Packers' defense. Um, last year they had some timely forced turnovers again, 
and turnovers are great, but I don't know if they're sustainable. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know if the Packers have like a good pass rush that usually can lead to some turnovers and issues. Zadarius um, Smith from the Packers is actually on the Vikings now. Okay, that see, that's that's good information. So, if if the Packers lose a good pass rush, um, maybe their corners aren't as solid as they have been in years past. Maybe they do still have Jair Alexander at corner now. That is true, and he was hurt for most of last year, right? Uh, yeah, and Stokes has been pretty good as well. Kid from Georgia last year. Okay, so, yeah, I, so I don't feel great about anything in this division. I probably won't look at taking anything. Uh, Diz, do you have any thoughts on the North? I do. I am heavy on the Packers. Okay. I am absolutely heavy on the Packers. I think Minnesota is getting too much hype. Um, it, I mean, it's Minnesota. Every everyone has said this every off season about Minnesota. They have a great roster. I'm not even anti Kirk Cousins, but they've had a great roster for years. They never win this division. Uh, you can say what you want about first year head coach, whatever, better than Mike Zimmer. Even if the coach is better, guess what? Green Bay is going to win five of their six in the division, and they're the better team. They have the MVP at quarterback. Packers are easily going to win this division, in my opinion. And uh, I got a little bit more on the Packers coming up. But as far as the NFC North goes, I hope the Lions do better. I'm watching them on Hard Knocks. Big Dan Campbell fan. I just don't think they're there yet. I think they're – yeah, exactly. I think they're limited with Goff at quarterback. Their defense is trash. Bears are the worst team in football. You need it on the head, Patty. I just I, – I think the Packers, they got an easy schedule. I think they're going to win 11, 12 games. They win this division easy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota got 10. Wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, if they're an NFC wild card. But division-wise, I think the Packers own it. Okay. Sounds reasonable enough. Let's move to the NFC South. We have the Buccaneers at minus 270. You have the Saints at plus 300. The Panthers at plus fifteen hundred and the Falcons at plus three thousand. Now, do either of you gentlemen have any interest in possibly taking the Saints to win this division? Not a lot. Say that one more time. I missed that. Is there any thought or any interest in possibly taking the Saints to win this division over the Bucks at plus three hundred? I do like the value. Um, Brady tried to retire. He tried to leave the team. I don't want to doubt Tom Brady, though. So I think the Bucks win the division, but I think it's closer than we think. I just I, Jameis Winston against Tom Brady. I don't even care if he got LASIK. <laughs> you, you can't. <laughs> you can't Coming make that argument. ACL. My roommate got LASIK, and he's more blind than he was before. So I'm. Shout I am. KP. Shout out KP. I am uh, I'm riding the Bucks, but I do like that value. I may sprinkle a little bit. I'm rooting for Jameis and the Saints. You just you can't bet against Tom Brady in that weak ass division. So I like the moves that the Saints made this off season. Um, the Saints went out. They got uh, well. They're getting Michael Thomas back, and they're saying Michael Thomas is looking like the Michael Thomas of old. So they basically got their number one wide receiver back. They went out and got Jarvis Landry. They went out and got Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. Um, so I, I like some of the moves that the Saints made this offseason. Um, the thing that I worry about with the Buccaneers is the fact that 
They haven't really – I mean, they got Julio Jones. I think that could be a big deal, but he's kind of a past his prime wide receiver too. I know I wanted the Colts to get him, but um, I worry about the uh, the health of the Buccaneers. I mean, they're aging. Um, the I mean, Tom Brady was going to retire. I find it hard to believe that he would retire before – or even think about retiring before he was, like, past his prime. So um, – and then – is Godwin back? Does anyone know if Godwin's back from his ACL injury? I believe he's back like week three or four. Okay, so that's what I thought. I don't think he'll be there at the start. Um, Mike Evans, I feel like he always gets hurt. Um, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny. Uh, I believe he is their number one running back, and he's kind of up there in age. So I don't know that he'll be able to stay for a full season. Um, if, the, if the Saints can – win one of two against the Buccaneers, then I think the Saints have a chance to upset the Buccaneers in this division. All right, I'll take it. Um, That leaves the NFC West, which I dare say might be the hardest uh, division to handicap. Uh, you got the Rams at plus 125. You have the 49ers at plus 175. You have the Cardinals at plus 350. And you have the Seahawks all the way down at plus 1,500. Uh, Tyler, who do you like in the NFC West? I think the Rams, I mean, they added players to what, you know, basically to a championship team. They've got a great middle linebacker. Now they brought in Bobby Wagner. I mean, they lost Odell Beckham, but... I mean, who'd they get? They got another wide receiver, didn't so they? So the the Rams added Allen Robinson from the Bears, but they got go. rid of Robert Woods. But I argue, I would probably argue that Allen Robinson is a better wide receiver than Robert Woods. He's a big guy. Yeah. Big, you know, big chain mover. Yeah. Sorry, boys, I'm back. Yes, what are we talking? About? What I miss? We're talking NFC um, West. Tyler's talking about the Rams a little bit. I think I like them the best for those. Uh, I mean, you trust Kyler and his weird contract stipulation they had and got rid of. I was gonna say I mean, they got he, they got rid of it. He he no longer has to watch four hours of independent study on film after the fact. Uh, after, does the new Call of Duty come out in like October? Does it does? Does that worry you? <laughs> I mean, Phase Clan, right? I mean, come on. Phase K one. I'm I'm entirely out on the Cardinals. Um, I I think it's Rams or Niners. I think the Niners have one of the best rosters in the NFL. I just think Trey Lance is going to be really bad. And I think even with Tran- Trey Lance sucking, the Niners are going to make the playoffs. I think that's how good their roster is. Yep. But I like the Rams to win the division. I don't think they'll repeat a Super Bowl. I think that's really almost impossible to do. I, I, I think they could get ousted in the, in the NFC playoffs, but I really like the Rams to win that division. That was going to be my thought, Diz, is like the 49ers is a totally reasonable pick, but you have to have some sort of faith in Trey Lance. Now, here's another thought for you. What if the 49ers don't get rid of Jimmy G and Trey Lance starts out terrible and then Jimmy G comes in? Would that they're, they're an NFC They're an NFC championship team with Jimmy G. We saw it last year. They're a bobbled interception away from being in the Super Bowl. So I uh, – 
I love the Niners with Jimmy G. I, I that's what I'm saying though. Like ceiling for Trey Lance, they win the Super Bowl. Floor for Trey Lance, they keep Jimmy G. They're in the playoffs. I mean, they're they're a, they're a sure pick for the playoffs. I just think the Rams are the safer pick for the division. And uh, the Rams have proven that the salary cap doesn't exist in the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's jump to the AFC. Let's start in the AFC East. Uh, we got the Bills at minus two thirty. We got the Dolphins at plus four fifty. The Patriots at plus five hundred, and the Jets at plus two thousand. So, someone convinced me to take a team other than the Bills at minus two thirty. It's not going to be me. I mean, not really anything to argue against there. Yeah. Unless you're a big Dolphins fan. I was going to say, I'm tempted to take the Dolphins because, like, I don't like laying minus 230 with anything. But uh, until the Dolphins can prove they can put together a full season, uh, you got to go Bills. I mean, it's the Bills division to lose. All right. AFC North. Now, this one is a tight one. We got the Ravens at plus 145. We have the Bengals at plus 170. The Browns at plus 370. And the Steelers at plus 950. What are the Browns? Plus 370. Uh, Can't do it. Bengals, Ravens, say those again. Sorry. Jeez. Ravens plus 145, Bengals plus 170. Yeah. What do you got, Diz? Bengals got better. Um, I think the Ravens won the division. I think they had a lot of insanely, horrifically bad luck injury-wise. I like the Ravens to win this division. I think it's a division where everyone beats up on each other, even the Steelers. I mean, 100%. Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons. Yep. I, I don't trust Trubisky, but, you know, let's say they start out poorly. They'll put Pickett in there. I could see them scrapping eight, nine, hell, even ten wins. I I don't know. I like the Ravens. I think when they're healthy, the Ravens are the best roster. Maybe a hot take. but And a lot of people are selling the Bengals. I get that. But uh, – I, uh, I'm liking the Ravens. Also, fun fact here, boys. I got a lot of people coming over to my house. Didn't think the pod would run for an hour and a half. Um, so I may have to cut out here, but I'll ride with you as long as I can. I mean, we're almost done. We got like two more divisions left, but that's fine. We understand. Um, what are you boys thinking on this, uh, on this one? Cause this is the one that's almost the biggest toss up of them all. Yeah. hundred percent. In my opinion. Uh, are you concerned at all, Diz, with the Ravens having lost Hollywood Brown? Yeah, their receiving core is 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 a bit of a concern. Uh, but the Ravens are a running team. Even when they're playing their best, even when Lamar's playing his best, he's rushing for – he's rushing half the times he drops back. So I'm not super concerned. Um, and apparently they're, they're – uh, was it a first-round wide receiver draft pick? Apparently he's a stud in training camp right now, so – uh, not super concerned. I think they have a better wide receiving core than the Colts, if I'm being honest about it. So, um, I don't know. I, I, huh? You're high if you think that their wide receiver core is better than the Colts. I think the Colts wide receiving core is worse than the NFL. 
No way. You are out of your mind. They got Pitt mania. Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Alec Pierce. Uh, Paris Campbell doesn't count. Why? Because he never plays? Pitt- Pittman? Yeah. Pittman's a Pittman's three good. on a good receiving core. Oh, Pierce a is a two. rookie. We don't know what he's going to do. And Paris Campbell hasn't played a snap that I've watched. You're, I think you're, Pitt's a good two. Yeah, you're insane. But, uh, Tyler, what do you think about the AFC North? Any any, any, any thoughts? I'll go right with my purple bros. Yeah. Uh, what What record would the Browns have to be for you to feel comfortable taking them uh, to win the division? Like, with with Jacoby Brissett, what what do you think the record needs to be uh, by the time Deshaun Watson takes it back over for you to be okay with taking them to win the division? Can I throw you a curveball here? Absolutely. What if I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be very good in his first year back, being suspended and not being able to play those games? The big ask. Hasn't played football, and you know it'll be damn near two years since he's played football. By the time he comes back, so I don't know if you saw he played one like preseason game or part. Yeah, of a preseason wasn't great. Game, and he looked absolutely terrible. So you're not going to get any any kind of slack or feedback from me on that. I I can absolutely see that happening because he can't play any games while he's suspended. Uh, so yeah, he probably you, you make a very good point. I was just kind of throwing out a hopeful. Uh, conversation topic, but I think you make a great point. And do you think if he comes in and he sucks, they'll go back to Jacoby Brissett, especially if they come in like to him coming back to like a you know maybe a seven and four record or something? Absolutely not. They're paying the man. They're paying him way dollars. too much. Yeah, fair. Although this year they're only paying him like a million dollars. So yeah, but I mean, you can't he bench him. He's got a Yeah. Okay, but he'll demand a trade, but um. What if Jacoby's wheeling and dealing? Does you know with their like leading the NFL or something? By the time he comes back, you might have to. That's the only You're way paying him Deshaun, too much. That's the only way I see Deshaun not like starting and playing the entirety of his like last few games where he's unsuspended. Is if Jacoby comes in like eleven and zero or ten and zero or whatever he's going to be, <laughs> I could see that being the only chance. You know, like if he's having an MVP caliber year. Yeah. That'd be a, the greatest thing of all time. I mean, I would like it. I, I think a, the world would like that if that happened. Jimmy Haslam probably be sad. Yeah, but it's he not... could cry in a Super Bowl win. Yeah, sounds like we're all in agreement, though. I think the Ravens have it. Um, AFC South. Any, any reason the Colts don't take it? Uh, Other than Diz's yeah. take on them being the worst receiving core in the NFL. I feel like the Titans are the worst receiving core in the NFL, but um, Colts should take know. it. But being They're, being a being a realist fan, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think I think the Colts got it. Titans are a great regular season team, and the Colts are guaranteed to lose one in Jacksonville. Yep, yep, you're not wrong. Um, am I crazy though to think that the Texans might finish better than the Jaguars do? Mm-hmm. I've, I'll be honest, I've not watched either of their preseason. I don't, I have not paid much attention to them. Is Etienne back or is he hurt again? Uh, he's back, I think. Um, and they, the Jags also went out and play, paid Christian Kirk. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah. Nothing. Will this will this coach actually play James Robinson? That's a good question. Because they refuse to. Um, but let's not sleep on Dougie Mills down there in Houston. I'm a big Davis Mills guy. I'm going to say it. I don't know who he's throwing to or who's running the ball or who's Brandon blocking Cooks for him. Brandon Cooks is still there, isn't he? Is he really? I think so. And then I think um, the Texans have a stud young running back that they're loving. Um, so there might be some, some sleepers down there in Houston. Like I said, I have not paid attention to either of those teams' moves. I've basically been watching Colts and Texans and I've I've seen the Texans' rookie draft pick that they traded uh, A.J. Brown for. Not great thus far. Oh, you mean the Titans? Oh, Titans, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard he's been struggling. Yeah, makes sense. Um, So, yeah, Colts are bust in that division. Um, And in the last division, AFC West, we have Chiefs plus 155, Chargers plus 240, Broncos plus 260, and then Raiders plus 700. Another tough division, I feel like. I feel like in a crazy world, we could even see the Raiders win that division. Um, every, every team nah. in this division went out and made moves this offseason. The Chiefs, I think, went backwards a little bit. But, um, Man, Chargers, though. I was going to say, the Chargers, everyone was so high on the Chargers last season. I think they were a season too early. I do think this is the year the Chargers win this division. I mean, the the money they spent on defense and the players they got, yeah. plus, you know, you, know, you got, what, uh, Bosa and Khalil Mack rushing the passer. You got J.C. Jackson back there. Derwin James is still there. Yeah. Um, I don't really know their linebacking core, which could be an issue stopping the run. I don't know their DTs, but, so, you know, they may struggle against the run, but Herbert's going to throw for three, 400 yards every game, so it's going to be shootouts. On offense, they still have Herbert. They still have Eckler. They still have Mike Williams. They still have Keenan Allen. Like, full speed ahead on offense for the Chargers. The defense got no, even no. better. Um, I I don't see the love for the Chiefs, personally. I know Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been you know, sketchy at best. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is the number one wide receiver. Does anybody trust Juju Smith-Schuster to be a number one? Um, that Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah, there you go, Josh Gordon. He's the answer. Well, and, and we all know Kelsey's their actual right. number one. Right, 100%. Yes, Kelsey's their number one. But without Tyreek Hill out there, couldn't you just double Kelsey every time? I mean, Juju's competent. He's not the yeah. speedster. But... Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, they they still have Hardman for the speed guy. Uh, MS, you know, they have MVS, another fast guy. I've heard Sky Moore, their rookie, has mm-hmm. been great. You know, they still have Kelsey. Uh, offensive line still pretty pretty strong after they re you know helped it out last year. But the thing but, that I, mean, I probably worry the most about with them is their defense. I mean, their defense was night and day difference whenever Tyron Matthew was out, and now he's gone. So I don't know what this defense is going to look like. Well, they got uh, George Karloftis. I don't know who that is, if I'm being frank. From Purdue. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, I'm looking at their depth chart now, and I mean, the ones I really see, they're, you know, Chris Jones, Frank yep. Clark, yep. Uh, Justin Reed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those he are came the big ones. The Texans, I think. Yeah. You know, they got 
Legarius Sneed, I don't know if he's great or not. Yeah. Juan Thornhill, Trent McDuffie, Elijah Lee, Nick or Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Derek and, and Nadi and Mike Dana or Donna. I don't really know any of those guys particularly well. Yeah. So that could be tough. Yep. Um any thoughts with letting Russ Cook over in Denver? Um he did, he lost Tim Patrick, right? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Is, how's Jerry Judy doing? Um Is I he think, back? I think he's he back. got hurt last year, right? Correct. He got hurt very early on last year. I know he's gotten hurt and gotten in legal trouble and Yeah. Let's see what we got here. Oh, they still have good running backs, Williams yep. and Gordon. Yep. Oh, Cortland Sutton. I forgot about him. Yes, Cortland Sutton. I knew there was one we were forgetting. They still have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Kendall Hinton, the guy who played quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know any of their tight ends, to be honest. Do they not still have Noah Fant? No, he was part of the uh, trade. For oh, Wilson. that's right. Their starting tight or starting tight end is Albert Okwuig Boonum or something. Nailed it. No clue who that is. Uh, defense doesn't look terrible though. Yeah, D- Denver's defense usually is pretty decent. Um, so I mean, maybe maybe the Broncos are like a year or two away. Um, I, I think they need to sure up uh, their tight ends and uh, receivers a little bit. Um, but uh, and the offensive line doesn't appear to be great either. Right, right. And I, I didn't want to comment on that because I didn't know what it looked like. But um, uh, depth chart right now is Garrett Bowles, Dalton Risner, Boyd Cushenberry the third, Quinn Miners, and Calvin Anderson. So I, I've haven't heard of any of those guys so you have to assume maybe they're not the best offensive line i mean we maybe need to do more research on that but uh i don't think they've got it um i think the raiders well, might be able to surprise some people boys i gotta roll it's chiefs all day oh chiefs all day wow that's a chiefs all day news. chiefs all day also i gotta roll. Right. glad we're glad we're back though boys uh all right dudes ya. give me the location updates later on oh absolutely Patty, you're welcome right. to you, Bob. Uh, doubt it, but thank you. I appreciate it. See you, boys. See ya. See you, right. Now, now the real, the real men can talk, Tyler. Now that we got this exactly. out of the way, let's uh, go. But Raiders, let's talk Raiders. Um, sure. They they went out, made moves this off season. Obviously, they got yeah. Devontae yeah. Adams, but they did lose Yannick and Gakway to the Colts. Uh, we forgot to mention him on the Colts, but they did get Rocky yeah, Sin. I mean, he's serviceable, but he, again, also, he, he struggles to stay healthy. They also upgraded is why they got rid of Ngakwe. Who did they They get? got Chandler Jones. Ah, uh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, the Raiders obviously got better. Um, we know the Raiders typically are like a first three or four weeks team. Um, do we see maybe another great year out of Derek Carr? leading to some, you know, maybe making a, a playoff push. I mean, you want their depth chart real quick? I mean, it looks pretty solid. Yeah, lay it on me. 
So starters, we got Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Keelan Cole, Darren Waller, uh, Jacob Miller, Colton Miller. These are linemen here. John Simpson, Andre James, Lester Cotton Sr., Alex Leatherwood. So that's their offense. Pretty solid. The line, you know, Leatherwood has not been as good as the Raiders had hoped. He's been more like everyone thought he was going to be. Yeah. Other than the Raiders. Do they have then two Miller deep. brothers on the offensive line together? Uh, No, there's only one Miller. Oh, okay. I thought you said Miller, Miller twice. I was like. No, Cold Miller, John Simpson, Andre James, uh, Lester Cotton Sr. That's probably where you got it from. <laughs> and Alex Leatherwood. Okay. So the offense but, is yeah, they're, serviceable, I think. I mean, their pass rush is going to be good. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones bookends. Both. Both tremendous, uh, tremendous pass rushers. Yeah, so, I mean that should be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rakiusin looks like he's probably their best corner, unfortunately for them. Yikes! I mean he's not a bad player, but yeah, cornerbacks were looking two or three on the Colts probably. Well, I think it was the two. Yeah. But yeah, for cornerbacks, we're looking Jayon Brown rock at the slot, Rocky Sin left cornerback, Nate Hobbs right quarter or right cornerback. So not the best, but I mean with that pass rush, they shouldn't have to cover too long. Right. So yeah, I mean I I could see the Raiders finishing second or third in this division. Um if I, I mean I think it'll be fun to watch no matter what. Absolutely. I, I, I think this could be a division where it almost entirely goes, everyone in the division goes, uh, what, three and three? Is that right? Is there six division games? You play each team twice? Sounds about right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. It should be smash mouth football. Uh, right now, if I had to... Uh, Say how this division ends up. I would go Chargers, Raiders, Chiefs, Broncos. How close is that? You said Raiders second? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know about that. I mean, that is, you said it's crazy. It is, I'll say it is pretty crazy. It is crazy. If I can get a specific, like, division finish exact match, you know. I think you'd have some pretty juicy odds on that one if you could pull that off. 100%. 100%. Um, but, yeah, that does it for uh, Football Friday. Tyler, anything else you want to touch on uh, Football Friday before we uh, kind of wrap this thing up? No, I think we pretty much covered it. All righty. Love it. We will, I think, now, don't quote me on this, but we are planning on having another Football Friday episode next week. Um Next week we'll have college football week one, so big big week there. Um, we'll also be talking win totals for the NFL on the last weekend we have without regular season football. So uh, next Friday, be looking for another episode. Um, but of course, we can't end any episode without the hail mary parlay of the day. Tyler, we got a pretty good one today. It is all Major League Baseball. It is thirteen legs. Do you have a guess? I don't know if you've looked at the episode notes. I sent them kind of late. Um, do you have a thought on what $1 will win you today in the Hail Mary Parlay of the day? 
Oh, I actually have been looking at the episode notes throughout the episode, so it would be unfair for me to take a guess. Okay, then. It is $1 to win $1,119.09. Pretty juicy for the first episode bet. All right. So yeah, I mean, I would have guessed, like, two to 300 so. Yeah, I mean, that's so typical. Than I would have thought. Yeah. Um. All right, start off, we got Dodgers, full game, run line, minus one and a half versus the Marlins. Phillies, full game, minus one and a half versus the Pirates. Blue Jays, first five money line versus the Angels. Mets, full game, minus one and a half versus the Rockies. Rays, Red Sox, first five, under five and a half total runs. Cubs, first five, plus a half versus the Brewers. Padres, first five, minus a half versus the Royals. White Sox, first five money line versus the Diamondbacks. Twins, first five money line versus the Giants. Astros, first five minus a half versus the Orioles. Cardinals, first five plus a half versus the Braves. Yankees, first five minus a half versus the A's. And finally, Guardians, first five money line versus the Mariners. All right, Tyler. Good little value there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, some of them I don't really love because I have to play full game to get even good enough value to include them in here. But, uh... There is some quite uh, lopsided matchups tonight, and that'll happen. All right, Tyler, anything else you need to get off your chest before we uh, call it a week? Uh, don't make your punter runs uh, gassers at the end of practice. Is that, is that what happened with uh, Rigoberto? It is. Why, dude? Who that's, knows? That's the kind of stuff that, like, Gets you fired or makes you... It's Joe Judge stuff. Joe Judge stuff. Come on, Frank. What are we doing? Unless it was the special teams coordinator, in which case, get him out. I mean, either way, that's a tough loss to lose a punter running sprints. Yeah. Prayers out to Rigoberto. Hopefully your Achilles is okay. Hopefully you can get that healed up and come back better than ever. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be ideal. Hate to see anyone go down with an injury, especially one where something that they normally wouldn't even be doing. Right, 100%. All righty. Well, football's back, so we're all excited. Uh, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at SportsBetByDumb. Um, yeah, I mean, that's really all I got, Tyler. So uh, hope you guys have a nice, long, profitable week. And we will see you next Friday for another edition of Football Friday.